back from my long holiday which partially was because of circumstances and partially required so i my pc specifically had a laptop it went for a toss it the whole motherboard was rotten from inside not rotten more of corroded from inside and nothing could really be done it was basically dead so i was working on my pc building the parts in the sense like you know seeing the configuration what would match the configs and best possible prices and getting a quotation checking out compatibility seeing and one problem i actually did have and it did change also in the last minute was me building the pc specifically with respect to the case so the case was actually the biggest problem i think i spent maybe one hour with the dealer trying to figure out what case would fit with the cooler and all of that him then showing the parts and whatever it took a while but finally built this pc i actually did need help and i did not realize that the current bios or uefi whatever you call it is so complex it is genuinely very complex it's not simple anymore like in my previous pc i had a simple bios maybe you know see 15 different menus and whatever this has i i can give it to you in writing this has more than 50 different configurable options and all of them at a very minute level like i need to read up on what a uefi is and what all can you do in the bios i mean it's insane and i was breaking my head so another problem what was happening was i went for intel 10 generation okay and this motherboard supports the latest generation i think the current is the 12th generation if i'm not wrong and i did not go for that for various reasons i mean whatever one would be the extra premium prices that you need to pay secondly the best value per core count is with the one which i got right now so it's a 10 core i9 um 10850 if i'm not wrong it's not the 10850 it's with the discrete sorry integrated graphics card and it has 10 cores 20 threads it's a damn powerful but yeah so the problem what was arising was this is a 10 generation cpu and my m.2 was a problem so if i put my m.2 in the in a gen 4 pci lane i mean the nvme it was going on a pci gen 4 lane it would not work because gen 4 was not i think it was not there in 10 gen when 10 gen cpus came out whatever it was it was not working so only after breaking my head for maybe half half an hour 45 minutes i put in the second slot and it worked the second slot is a gen 3 and since it's a shared bus with another with a pci with a sata 2 port so nvme gets the precedence over the nv uh, sata 2 port so that blocks the sata 2 port so basically i cannot add another hard disk or another ssd in sata 2 but i have six if i'm not wrong six or five ports which i could uh 
add more storage to and i don't think so currently storage is a problem for me i've added like a 4tb uh, hard disk there's a internally there's a 500 gb nvme ssd and a 500 gb sata ssd so what i i'm thinking of doing is the second sata ssd or the second or the ssd the second ssd which is on a sata cable is actually my laptops ssd so i'm in between transferring all my data and i'm planning to wipe out that ssd and load on my vms on that so what's going to happen all the vms or anything that needs very instant access is loaded on that ssd and my real c drive is loaded on another ssd so that gives me good amount of iops speed and i can run vms like crazy currently i've already loaded i think so around 30 virtual cores virtual again not real cores 30 virtual cores and i think so 40 50 gb of vram so basically when you combine all my processing cpu vms and you get the total number of cores allocated in the total number of virtual ram it adds up to you know whatever i said right now i don't know i'm just i'm just you know giving a guess but yeah i've loaded up all my vms also another thing uh when you're doing a migration from one setup to another in vmware make sure you select the option of i moved your vm or you moved your vm not copied your vm because in copying your vm you lose your network settings or your network all your uh, mac addresses and all of that now this might not be a big problem for some people but what i had done was i use i was using another laptop on which i was building my lab now i had a dns server and i had a reverse proxy server which had all my ips in it and if for uh, any reason i had to change any of those ips it would be a pain so i mean you know the irony is all those ips are still on the dhcp lease it's only my router which is keeping all of them properly i have yet to go and assign static ips to all those mac addresses but uh, yeah there's a binding which exists and i did not want to lose that binding so um here's just a lesson when you're moving your vms make sure and you don't want to lose your ips or your network configurations make sure you go with i moved it and not i copied it specifically when you move a vm from one disk to another vm will ask you whether you copied it or you moved it and i did not realize the difference until i actually had to use the option of okay i moved my vms okay the next thing is i'm still setting up my lab this is still my day two of using my pc this new one and i'm pushing its limits like actually i'm not here pushing its limits i'm using maybe 20% of its um resources but i am pushing my limits by what or what my initial limits were and i'm still deploying all my vms so currently i have like around say i think how many are there there are around 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 around 8 vms 8 vms which are loaded and are 
I mean, not all are required. Some are required. Like one is a DNS server, so that is required for my PC, and any of my internal other VMs also because a lot of DNS mappings are going on internally, locally, and plus I've made it so that I'm basically running Pi-hole. that gives me an idea if supposing any vm or my pc is compromised and it tries to access a malicious domain i'll get to know that on the pyol since everything is logged yeah now the next part was i'm creating a network environment for my labs or for my vms but the problem is it needs to be a network which i control the router like proper control the router reason being i want to i want to have access on how everything works specifically the routing for which ips get allocated which um assigned sorry other dhcp servers the dns servers all of that because i'm planning to have an idiot network and i i want control over these things and i don't want to use my main router so some might say to use gns3 but for some reason i mean i don't know i'm not sure about it i might still consider it because i can get access to vms like the cisco routers or whatever and run it whereas i can't have that the cisco router in vmware by itself it does not allow it because cisco whatever let's not get into cisco but yeah so i'm still trying to figure out how i'm going to do the network part of the lab environment so all my main systems which are required are installed now it is going to you know it's more about creating that attack environment the uh, defense environment the enterprise environments all those kind of environments so I'm and yeah. When I say attack environment, I mean a proper like attack environment. There's a DNS server, so supposing any you know DNS server, there's a uh SIM all that. So basically, if supposing the I it gives me a better visibility. There's a cracking server for cracking hashes, so that's also that I still need to design the entire thing. But yeah. it's a proper interface web interface and all and others kali also then there's a project environment so anything if i want to just test out any kind of an environment or any kind of a system there's a project environment just for that so that project environment focuses less on the networking aspect where the networking is taken care of by the router or another you know internal routers of vmware itself so i'm not yet sure about that but uh yeah that's how it's supposed to work now let's see on that also i did say that i was creating a, a backup system and man that backup system is still taking time i don't like it but um so my initial backup system would every week go and dumps everything onto the cloud including my vms but the problem was it used to take a lot of time like a lot of time to backup data and it was less on the part of my network usage or my network limitation more on the part of uh the clouds having a problem in you know, because the cloud limits you in certain ways like 
yeah i won't get into that but i was limited by the servers and how many simultaneous uploads i could do at the same time so whatever it's another that was another pain i'm figure i'm still setting up all those environments and it's going to take me some time to come back into my cyber security zone so i think give me a week it should i should be in the full state of security that time but i wasn't and i'm down with a cough and cold also so not feeling too well but yeah okay so that's it for this week just an update but i am pretty sure most of more fun stuff is going to come down the line because i myself i'm excited so when i when i when i did not have my pc i was literally building all these labs either on visio or on paper also uh, another side note another suggestion when you're building these complex networks don't use paper and pen or don't use a whiteboard use a proper um software i learned that lesson it is damn irritating to use a paper or a you know whiteboard because what happens you are changing your stuff as and when you require you can copy and paste stuff you can move stuff around with a paper and pen it's annoying like really annoying so just a suggestion if you're designing something use a proper software for it especially in your if you're designing a network or a lab environment or an enterprise setup don't try and use a paper and pen now if you have just a few systems like 2 3 4 10 systems okay when you go more than that it's uh, don't use it take my suggestion that software the free software is also out there use those free softwares paid ones also are there if you if your company is paying for it go for the paid ones otherwise even the free ones are good enough okay i use both i use the free and the paid ones and for actually i did like some of the free options more than the paid ones uh, i think i was using draw.io uh, they have changed their thing to i think diagram.net i might be wrong but i know that they have changed their domain name but it was a pretty good software use a good software don't cheap out on that or don't use a good software Thank you.